Welcome back to the Attract and Energize podcast. I'm Allie Bauer, a student at Dartmouth College working to discover the most balanced and happiest version of myself. In sharing my experiences, I hope to entertain and inspire you wherever you are in your journey. Hi everyone, welcome to or back to my podcast. Before we get started today, I would just like to remind you as I did last episode to donate and sign petitions to support abortions if you are able to and if you have access. I will, as I did last time, link some resources in the show notes if you are kind of struggling with where to look. So thank you so much for doing that. And then the other thing that I just want to say before we hop right into the episode is that I do still have a concussion for those who are wondering. And uh, like I said last time, just bear with me. That being said, we're going to get right into the episode. I've really never been techie and you can tell this from, you know, like when I got my first phone in sixth grade. I just never really knew how to work technology, never was too interested. I was not really on it that much I did not really care obviously I cared some in the sense that yes I was really privileged and lucky to be able to have a phone at such an early age but also I just wasn't obsessed with it and I think that's great I really do I remember I barely brought that phone anywhere I would only really use it if I needed to whether I was going to school or something like that and I knew that a lot of my friends had social media, they had Instagram, they had Snapchat. I was just not that interested, and honestly, my parents were not that interested in me getting any. It was kind of an unspoken thing where they were like, okay, yeah, like, no social media, but I wasn't fighting for it, and I wasn't asking for it, so that was totally fine, and then in eighth grade, I remember I went to, I think it was called a, we went, I I drove down with my mom to Virginia, We went to something called a girls summit or something like that. It was just kind of an event with a lot of speakers who had started their own businesses and stuff like that or who were successful in their own ways, all women. And it was a convention of young, young girls and their parents if they went. And then these really cool speakers who got to interact with and stuff like that. And on the way back, my mom was just like oh, like, by the way, you can get Instagram, and I was like, okay, that's okay, like, thanks, but I was just kind of, like, in a position where I was just like, okay, like, I'll get Instagram, I don't know, I wasn't really feeling compelled to, but I had the freedom to, and my mom was all excited, and we had come back from this convention, we were in the car, and so I was just like, okay, you know what, I'll download it, see what it's all about, and I just remember I was kind of glued to my phone that car ride in a way that I had not really been at this point I was taking my phone more places but I wasn't really on it and I was spending my summers you know in the woods and camping as I've mentioned in previous episodes where I don't even have my phone on the whole trip so I was still not that reliant on it and I was pretty detached and I would just use it for you know functions and now I found myself kind of locked in scrolling trying to find a bunch of people to follow because I wanted to connect with my friends and there was this internal kind of anxiety that because I had just started this account I had no followers and I was looking at all my friends and they all had you know hundreds or thousands of followers and I was just kind of freaking out trying to follow a bunch of people hoping they would follow me back and I had nothing on my page I really 
did not take any good pictures because I didn't really have a reason to before that. And so I I was just um, really confused and feeling a bit left out. But I, I was able to grab myself and, you know, get off my phone for the rest of the night. And the next day, my best friend from home at the time got Instagram. And... It was nice that she had not had either because we kind of got to go through that process together. I think that while we were going through it together, though, there was still that underlying competitiveness in, you know, like feeling weird about one of us getting more followers and stuff like that in the first couple days. And I don't know, it was just way more stressful looking back than it should have been. And we got together and (laughs) I don't know who let us do this, but... We decided that we needed a first post because we did not have any pictures and everybody else did and it was eighth grade and, you know, some people got Instagram in fifth grade and stuff like that, so they had all these posts. Granted, at the time, posts that we thought were cute, let me be honest, they were not cute. I remember we, gosh, this is actually so bad, we went into her yard and we were waiting for the sun to go down or whatever and we took our hands I put one of my hands she put one of her hands we made them into a heart together and put it up to a sun the sun and we let the light kind of shine through our hands and we took a picture and both of us posted the exact same picture and I forget what the comment was I know it was something totally off the charts and cheesy but um that was my first post and I remember freaking out right when I posted it looking at the likes, being obsessed with who liked it, who commented, stuff like that. I remember my friend and I were spam commenting on each other's posts. I remember this was also the era of responding to comments. I would respond to all the comments I got if someone would just be like nice or like cute. I would send them like a whole response like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. That was so nice of you. I miss you with like tons of hearts and emojis. So I guess you could say I was overthinking it. That being said, I really did not post that often, but I was a lot more aware when taking pictures that the images would go somewhere and they were not just for fun for myself, like it had been in the past, which was just something I noted and something that I sort of resented because something that I had really loved about a lot of the trips I've taken over the summer is that everything is just for you and you're getting that moment and it's really impactful and it's something that something like a photo can never capture and doesn't need to be captured because you're getting that experience and a photo can be a nice memory but a photo can also be a way to show off or show someone else how you're doing or what you're doing and kind of feeling that change within me was really interesting. Even when I tried to turn it off, there was always something in the back of my head that was like, well, you could put this on your Instagram or something like that. Would people like this? Would people want to see this from you? Or, you know, do you not look your best? Do you not show a side of you that you want to show everyone? And it was just, I don't know, I would say it was pretty stressful And especially in that 8th grade, ninth grade when I first had Instagram, just kind of navigating it. Like I said, I'm very not techie. 
And so there would be trends, there would be new features on Instagram and stuff like that. I remember when the Instagram story came out and I did not know how to use it. I did not know what it meant. So that was just, I don't know. I, I know it's not too hard to understand, but it was still a lot for me to process. I've always been someone who's been disconnected with technology, like I've said, and having Instagram kind of giving myself a pressure of, you know, staying up to date with things and posting and depicting my life in a way that I wanted to was something that I put on my plate that I honestly did not have to. And I am so glad that I never got any other form of social media because I cannot imagine managing a bunch of different platforms. I can barely manage Instagram. And so my friends at this time were getting Snapchat and stuff like that. And I remember feeling a little bit left out because my friend group, while we had an iMessage group where we texted, they also had a Snapchat group. And when I would go on my camping trips in the summer, my friends would all have a Snapchat group during the year. And I was just not a part of it. And so that was that was hard, but still not enough to make me want to download Snapchat at the end of the day. I would say that was the prevalent other platform than Instagram in my first couple years on social media. And I would say Be Real is now really popular. TikTok was popular in the last couple years, and I don't even know if it's still popular. I had TikTok, I would say, for a bit. I never really scrolled on it or anything. I would just make a couple videos here and there, not post them or anything, just for fun with my previous partner um just as like a fun activity and it was silly and enjoyable and I don't regret that at all it's nice when you can use these platforms that are you know made for one thing to do something else like I really enjoy the layout feature on Instagram stories to make collages and stuff like that whether I share them or not and so It also takes off the pressure. I don't just have to associate and use Instagram for something that brings on anxiety and is stressful. Anyways, talking about Be Real now, I had Be Real for a couple days and it was just something else to manage. I didn't really have as many issues as Instagram with the anxiety of posting and stuff like that, but even just seeing myself on camera every day was a lot and I just did not need that and like I said I have always been someone who has not been great with technology so just having another thing to manage and have to deal with was not a good use of my energy so that being said that was a little little segue I think it's so interesting that social media can be you know so beneficial and so harmful and obviously I've been talking about ways that it's been harmful and there are still a lot of other ways that I think it's harmful but why do I continue to have Instagram why do I still have a presence on social media if all this is true well first I'm gonna say a couple other things that I don't love about it before I talk about why I do have it and kind of reluctantly have it and I'll just I'll just start with that so A couple things that I just feel like would not be complete in this podcast without mentioning. So, I 
felt like I compared myself to others a lot more than I had in the past when I got Instagram. I said with liking comments and stuff like that, that was something, but also just seeing people in different places, seeing people in different outfits, seeing people who didn't look like people, especially celebrities who would, you know, use Photoshop or Facetune, and I'm not saying any of that's bad or they shouldn't do it, and I honestly don't really care, it's their life, but as a young, impressionable girl, seeing all of that was hard because... I would wonder why I don't look like that or if I should look like that or how could I get myself to look like that. And the reality is a lot of it is not human. A lot of it is done with technology or, you know, done with surgery. And kind of setting yourself up to see that every day is a lot. And that is just something that I think is good to note as well as even just people in my school and in my grade and my age we would see you know 16 year old influencers 18 year old influencers who look like they have their life totally sorted they have super clear skin they are happy all the time or it looks like that and it just feels kind of helpless wherever you are because you're not there you're not on vacation all the time. You're not, you know, feeling happy all the time because that's not real. It just shows you one portion of life. Um, and everybody will post their best pictures. I don't know many people who will post pictures on their Instagram where they genuinely feel like they look bad or they look gross or it's not what they want to put out onto the internet whether it's you know a candid picture where you're not looking directly at the camera or whatever a lot of that isn't actually candid you know like that's not what people look like all the time and I feel like that's something important to recognize and something that I definitely got caught up with in the beginning and yeah like I said it shows a small section of life you see one picture what like once or twice a month from someone that's not how they are a hundred percent of the time or even close to it that's how they are 0.01 percent of the time and I don't I don't know I just feel like there's such a technology addiction that social media fuels and for me it was definitely clear with Instagram it was such a time suck and I remember every night it was almost satisfying to me. I would go through all the posts and finally when I finished going through all the posts on my feed, I would feel like I was, you know, done. And then I would go through all the stories when Instagram stories came out and once I finished them all, you know, I would be done. I would not get much out of it, but I did not really feel satisfied and complete until I finished that task, until I saw everything because I did not want to miss anything because I had a fear of missing something. And it was just a lot. Having to put that pressure on yourself, and for what? I mean, like I said, I put the pressure on myself, but that is what social media was to me. I felt like it was 
something where I had to be connected all of the time. And even when I would go on my trips during the summer and stuff, when I would come back, I would find myself falling into the same addictive patterns. And not even just, I guess, with social media, but my phone in general. If I would have spare time, I would check my messages or I would go on and I guess like going back to social media, I would scroll on Instagram because it was just something you could do and having it super accessible on your phone that you bring everywhere makes it so easy. How could you not? And another thing that I was saying the other day to one of my friends on the phone or actually she she uses terminology it's almost like muscle memory when you're in a state where whether you're bored or you're overwhelmed with life and want to numb yourself and not really think about what's really going on you just click on your social media for example for me if I was ever overwhelmed with something or even if I had a quick break from whatever I was doing I would just click on Instagram automatically that's what I would do I would not even think about it I would just click the button and I would scroll and it would numb me for a bit and I never felt great afterwards especially if I saw pictures of people who were I guess looking perfect or looking like they had a perfect life don't get me wrong I'm happy for them and like I've said in another podcast I've kind of adopted the mindset that if someone else can be happy so can I if someone else can achieve this so can I And that's kind of great motivation, you know, instead of thinking, why are they like this? I'll never be like this, Um, even though some things obviously are not realistic. But I still seeing all of that in moments where I was trying to distract myself from, you know, overwhelming and stressful things that were going on with my life did not help. It was kind of like a momentary rush of serotonin and validation and stuff like that same with getting likes on Instagram and stuff like that or comments when I would get likes or comments that were really nice or from someone who I necessarily was not that close with I would get this instant gratification and rush and then later it would be followed by guilt where I would kind of be like oh why did I post that if you zoom in you can kind of see that I have some acne on my face you can kind of see in the background that I live right in front of a CVS. You can kind of see in my teeth that, you know, I have had braces and might, like, you know, need them again because I had multiple uh, rounds of braces, unfortunately, when I was younger. I guess not unfortunately. I was very privileged to get them, but it was a painful and long process. Anywho, so I would kind of feel good right after based on what other people were saying and then when I would think about it myself everything would change and I would base my worth and my happiness on what other people had to say about me or what people thought and I developed these habits around posting where I would only post at certain times certain days of the week and I would check how my post was doing for the first 30 minutes to an hour, pretty pretty much all the time. And then if my post was not doing well, I would take it down. 
And this was before the time of archive. So for me, it was kind of all or nothing. If I posted it and it did well, I was really happy. And if I posted it and it did not do well in my terms with likes and comments and stuff like that, I would have to get rid of it. And then I would find something wrong with the picture, whether I liked it and it was a happy memory or not. And that would be the end of it. And I'm getting off track. So I would say some other things that were not ideal with my experience with social media would be, you know, seeing social exclusion online. If people would post a picture at a party or a gathering with a bunch of my friends and I just had no idea about it, that was definitely hard and something that I have dealt with multiple times. And just seeing that and having a platform where it's it's pretty accessible to you where, you know, you don't even have to look too hard and you can just see something come up on your feed or a story that you don't even mean to see. And it just kind of triggers a feeling of isolation and loneliness. Um, and then another thing is that I feel like there's always a social pressure to post certain things. Now I know something that is super in at least as a student at Dartmouth College is to post an end of the term dump where you post a bunch of pictures from the term that are fun and silly and some of them are really cool some of them are really naturey that is just what I've noticed to be trending right now but I remember there were different pics that were trending when I was younger and when I first got Instagram and trying to base your feed and what you post around what's trending can be really harmful because at the end of the day I think any form of social media should be an expression of you and who you are not an expression of other people and kind of having to feel like you abide by post trends and post expectations of you can lead to you just putting out content that's not you and if you do get good responses or whatever from those posts and good responses that's all relative whatever you deem to be good it can be really confusing because if it's not something that's authentically you and people really like it it can cause you to want to change yourself as a result you know if people really like this a lot more than the posts that I was doing for myself maybe I should just do this and you know, start to change myself, and that's a really scary feeling, and it doesn't, doesn't make you feel good or authentic, or I guess another thing where this could kind of come into play is if you don't really know what you want or don't really know who you are, and you're getting positive response and instant gratification from posting things that, you know, fall into the trends and are like what other people are posting and you can just kind of escape having to really look at yourself and figure out who you are by just doing what other people do and you know seeing that as a success and working and honestly really easy and convenient because you don't really have to do much and so that's something I think with social media that can be really really hard um, but that's enough of that. Let's go into some things that I think are good. I mean, I do have social media at the end of the day. I do have Instagram and I am not afraid to say that. Um, I feel like there are ways where social media can be really good, such as 
you know, it has taught me a lot of new things, not just educationally, but opened my eyes to a lot of things. I found spirituality on Instagram and YouTube and kind of learned about it through that. And that's been really helpful for me because I, like I've said in another podcast, have not been someone who was religious, but I've always believed that things work out for a reason and believed that you can speak things into existence. And I did not really know what any of that meant or the validity of it or if anybody else believed that. And I really got to educate myself and follow other like-minded people on Instagram. And that was just really inspiring, I would say. And just made me excited about a bunch of different things that I thought were unique to me and that I was just kind of making up that a lot of other people agree with and in fact are able to you know tell me a lot about and give me a lot of knowledge and wisdom and present them in creative ways it was not only educational but it was really entertaining especially in quarantine and stuff like that I used a lot of this as a way to get through it and I learned so much not only about my spiritual path but also about myself and who I want to be and my soul and while that is something that's super personal and very disconnected from technology I needed the internet to grow and expand that part of myself and I would not have done that without it sorry if you're hearing background noise my family's up in the back um I'm in the basement right now still with the concussion as you all know and and just just dealing with some some pots and pans falling I guess don't really know anywho another good thing about social media is that you know sometimes it can be really therapeutic for me and I can use it as an art or a way to share what I've been up to I know sometimes I'll make little collages and post pictures um, on my story, which I feel like have been for me a lot less stressful than making actual posts because you don't have to worry about like count comments or anything like that. Cute. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know if you can hear all the banging, but it's happening. And so that's been really nice and a good way for me to reflect Um, and just kind of do a collage of what I've been up to and like I said kind of fill people in I have a bunch of friends who are around the world or family who are in a bunch of different places and my high school best friend for example Jamie Barrett is currently living in Australia and I obviously am in the United States so to be able to see what she's up to and post pictures and have her see what I'm up to is really great because both of us are not the best at texting. I'll be honest, we both have lives. It's not anything personal, but we just don't text all of the time. We'll FaceTime and catch up every once in a while, which is really great, but we're just not on our phones that much. And having this platform to just be able to see what the other one is doing when we're not necessarily texting every day is really nice and I've enjoyed getting to see some of her friends and experiences and 
you know, it gives us a good way to communicate. She'll respond to something that I put on my story and be like, wow, this is so cool. How are you? Or how was this? Or where was this? And I'll do the same to her. And I feel like that's a great way to stay in touch when other ways feel a bit harder um, and life is really busy. So I really like Instagram for that. And the other thing, I guess Instagram's the only, I say social media, Instagram's the only thing I can really speak on because it's the only thing I've really had. But the last thing that I think is really beneficial for me is having having Instagram going into college. And that might sound a little bit weird, but let me explain. I really wanted Instagram going into college because I felt like it connected me with a lot of other people. I was really stressed out going to a school with a bunch of new people. Honestly, I was really excited too. But I have gone to school with the same people since kindergarten. So what, that's 12 or 13 years of school with the same people and having to start over and completely make new friends is a lot whether you're ready for that change or not it is a lot so for me kind of being able to meet a couple people online who have my same passions and my same I guess interests was really nice and it really calmed my mind also having Instagram when we got our roommate assignments because Dartmouth does all random roommates for their first year I was able to connect with my roommate via Instagram DM and again that was just really nice I am a planner I'm (laughs) definitely someone who likes to know what's going on having all of that was really helpful and whether or not having Instagram going into college really did much for me or not it gave me that peace of mind and I feel like without it I would have felt a bit more left out and I know that there were snapchat groups and stuff like that but having Instagram as one form of social media has been nice I think having snapchat would have been the same and not Instagram just one thing to worry about one way to connect with people etc but I feel like having anything more than that would have been way too much for me because while one was good, it was still a lot and consumed a lot of my energy, more than I would like it to. And another thing with not having Snapchat that I just wanted to touch on, there's a total culture for, I don't even know the ages, for my experience, I'll say teenage and early 20s. For if someone's interested to be like, oh, can I have your Snapchat? And this has happened to me a few times um, where people ask me for my Snapchat. And I have to say, no, I don't have Snapchat. And it's honestly a really good way of vetting people because it tells me if they're actually interested in me or not. And when I say this, I mean romantically, not not platonically. I don't I don't think that hard about platonic relationships, but if a guy asks me for my Snapchat and I say, "No, I'm sorry, I don't have one." and he walks away, I know what he was looking for, if you know what I'm saying. If a guy asks me for my Snapchat and I say, "I'm sorry, no, I don't have a Snapchat." 
and he says, okay, well, can I get your number? I know what he's looking for. And it is completely different, let me tell you. So that's honestly been really nice too in having Instagram over Snapchat. I do not really think that the culture with texting is that of Snapchat in that texting is more looking for something substantial and looking for something that's, you know, more conversational. And I feel like Snapchat sometimes can be more associated with physical and while that's completely fine, I just kind of like to know people's intentions and sometimes especially at the age that I am now and I just finished my first year of college, it can be confusing when people, you know, ask you to hang out and stuff like that, whether it's on Snapchat or Instagram, because I, I obviously have friends who have Snapchat. If there's a Snapchat, like, hey, are you up? Do you want to come over? I feel like that's a lot more, you know, provocative and less invested than a text that's like, hey, what are you up to? I don't know. I don't know if I'm reading into that wrong, but if I got, hey, what are you up to on text versus, hey, what are you up to on Snapchat? Not that I have it. I feel like I would get completely different vibes. And again, that's just my personal experience and kind of how I feel about the whole situation, but it has been really nice for me. I have had some friends who thought that someone was, you know, really into them and then all the Snapchats that were like, oh, you should come over, I want to see you, whatever, they get there and they're not interested in talking. Um, And I haven't really had any major experiences with that on text and I feel like that's a lot more rare, at least like I said in my experience. So that's just a bit bit of a tangent about why I am grateful in my decision to not have Snapchat. Um, But yeah, okay, moving forward. Do I regret downloading Instagram? This is a hard one. Because like I said, sometimes it grants me peace of mind. You know what? No, I do not regret it. I think that Obviously, I could have handled it better. I would not have wanted to go through the phase that I did where I viewed social media as a big stressor and posts as something that I only needed to do, you know, for other people and likes and comments were important. But I think I had to go through that to kind of understand that they're really not that important and go through phases of posting things that I wanted and phases of posting things that were more geared towards other people because it taught me a lot about myself and managing situations where I am tempted to kind of just go with the flow and do what everybody else is doing um and yeah I feel like it's gotten me to where I am now which I'm really proud of so um I I don't regret it ultimately I guess the next question would be, would I ever get Snapchat? And at the moment, I think no. Like I said before, if you really care, you can text me. It's not that big of a deal. Most people have iMessage of some sort, whether you have a computer, whether you have an iPhone, whether you have um, an Android, whatever, or if you need me and you have a flip phone, whatever, you can call me. I just don't feel like at this stage in my life 
I need Snapchat. Okay, and then I guess something else I would say with, like, do I regret downloading Instagram? No. Would I delete Instagram? Yes. And I would delete it for many reasons. I actually go through cycles of deleting it and re-downloading it all the time during the school year. Just because I feel like sometimes it serves me and sometimes I'm able to have a healthy relationship with it. And other times I find myself more so mindlessly scrolling or, you know, comparing myself to others or using it as a tool to distract myself from other things in my life. And that's kind of where I delete the app temporarily so that I don't have that muscle memory response where I go in, I just open my phone and just click on it and start scrolling. I can't do that if I physically delete the app from my phone or if you're someone who does not want to delete it yet but you're feeling that way I recommend moving Instagram on your phone I have it in one particular position where it's just muscle memory for me to click on but you can actually move your apps around and so when you have that muscle memory you should change where Instagram was to another app that you want yourself to go on I have an affirmation app called I am that I really like where that would actually be a great one. You switch Instagram and that app. So you're tempted to just click on that and then it pops up affirmations and you can scroll on those and read them. And that is a lot more beneficial for you than scrolling on Instagram and it breaks the habit. Habits are hard to break, but they're easy to replace. So kind of swapping it with something else that helps you is not a bad idea. So that's something. I would say also something that can really help with Instagram and if you're having posting anxiety or if you've ever had it. Instagram has changed a lot. And honestly, I really like the new platform because like I said, I used to have a lot of anxiety posting and likes and comments would really stress me out as well as you know just who's seen it. Um, but I like to build my profile and you know update it through the years and it's a good reflection of where I am at the time and I feel like it's gonna be something good for me to look back on so what I've been doing lately if I'm feeling posting anxiety or anything like that is I will post whatever I want to post not think about it not care who sees it whatever I will turn off commenting and turn off likes or turn off viewing how many likes you know what I mean and this is really helpful. Also, if I'm feeling extra conscious that day, I will archive the post so no one can see it. And in like three days, I'll unarchive it and it'll be on my feed. No one ever had to see it. No one can see how many people liked it and no one can see or comment. See any comments or comment. And honestly, that's been a great way to relieve posting stress for me because there's nothing to be stressed about, but you still get to post the picture that you want, and it's on your page. At the end of the day, it's your page. People can go back and see it, but you don't have to deal with the initial stress of people reacting to it or, you know, seeing it when they're scrolling. So that has been, I guess, what's helped me recently, and so I would recommend that. And then something else I'll say very briefly before I wrap up about Instagram that's really nice is that it allows you to 
create different profiles for different things that you're doing. For example, I've had a jewelry account where I've sold jewelry and that was really helpful. I've had accounts for obviously like personal reasons where I have my personal account and then I also have accounts for you know more side projects like my podcast I do have an attractive inner guys Instagram if anybody's interested so it's been really helpful for me in that and honestly I was really stressed posting off of my personal account for the first time because I felt like it was really out there and people would kind of be like oh what's she doing why is she you know starting a podcast and promoting it for herself is there anyone who actually cares about this but once you get over that, I feel like it can be really empowering to be able to log onto an account and post whatever you want and have people see and be like, wow, she's doing this herself. She's using this page to promote something that she created herself. And I am really proud of that because I used to get a lot of anxiety doing it. And now I just don't. Instead of using it as something that I was embarrassed by or, you know, worried about it's something that now I'm really excited about and honestly just feeling really empowered by whether I get you know however many likes or comments or whether I have a certain number of followers and honestly on my attract and energize Instagram I think I have maybe 60 followers maybe and I don't care I haven't posted on it in a while and I also don't care. I will post when I want to post. I will not post if I don't want to post. I want things to be authentic. I don't want to force things. And I feel like that's something else that was really interesting. I kind of set the intention in 2022 to post more on my podcast. And I have taken the biggest break that I have yet. And I have not posted much. And that's okay. I am totally content with that. Because like all things, if you're not inspired and you're not feeling like doing it, it's not going to be good if you force yourself. You will also get burnt out and it will not be good for anybody. It will not be good for me, the creator, and it will not be good for anyone who listens. So that's a bit of a tangent, but I will wrap up by saying that I know I keep talking about it. I do have a concussion, whatever, but... Having this concussion has given me time off of social media. For me, Instagram. And honestly, I really enjoyed it. Concussion protocol is calling. But it doesn't have to be calling. If I did not have a concussion, I could still take this break from social media. And that's something that I am reminding myself. In my last episode, I talked a bit about how I was really grateful, honestly, for my concussion. Because it's causing me to slow down and reflect and think about things in a different way in a way that's not really clouded by the external and it's just more me because I am not consuming a bunch of different sources and information I'm not watching tv right now I'm not listening to that much music I'm not hanging out with people 24 7 or on the phone all the time and so my judgment is less clouded and It's more of what I really want and what I really need that I'm being able to speak and prioritize. And having this break from social media has been a great reminder that I can take this break whenever I want or I can live my life like this as much as I want. I can post when I want to post and I can 
get off of Instagram when I want to get off of Instagram. I don't have to use it for social reasons. I can use it to just keep people up to date on myself and my life. I can download Instagram to post. I can, you know, switch my Instagram app with my affirmations app. Or I can just follow my intuition and go on the app when I want to or not go on the app when I want to. But if you're listening and you feel like you've been really attached, I encourage you to put yourself on concussion protocol to not go on social media for a few days, not even go on your phone for a few days. Obviously, check it once or twice a day, whatever. That's even what I've been doing because there are things where I can't miss them. I had something come up the other day where I got an urgent text about having to book something for my upcoming trip and obviously I dealt with that. But for the most part, if you can detach, I think that you're going to feel a lot better and more connected to yourself and you don't need something big like a concussion to show you that. I don't want you to get to that point where your body literally hurts itself so that you're forced to take a break and stop. So as always, I am grateful for everyone who listened and I am wrapping up this podcast, but I hope you have an amazing day and enjoyed a little bit of what I had to say. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Attract and Energize and for taking this time today for yourself. For more of my content, feel free to check out my personal Instagram at alib.03 or this podcast's Instagram at attract.and.energize. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a positive review and share my podcast with friends, family, or on any social media platforms that you see fit. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I'll chat to you soon with another episode of Attract and Energize.